Hey guys, it's your girl Black Mamba here, and this week's episode of the Hate Journals is being sponsored by Glow Beauty Bar MD. Glow Beauty Bar MD is a locally owned med spa and beauty boutique. Known for its tranquil atmosphere, Glow Beauty Bar MD offers treatments to both women and men of all ages. Owner and medical esthetician Annie Chavez has worked hard to bring some of the industry's leading medical grade products to the area, from trusted companies like Zo Skin Health and a local favorite, Sorella Apothecary. Glow Beauty Bar MD offers all types of services from facial and acne treatments, microneedling, to men's grooming packages, the Hya Pen, the Plasma Pen, and so much more. But Annie didn't stop there. She recently welcomed nurse practitioner Beth Keen to the Glow Bar team to offer amazing services like Botox and eyebrow lifts. As you guys know, I recently had an eyebrow lift done by Beth and I couldn't be happier. I was looking tired. I felt like my face just needed a little bit of a pop, just a little something. And it was super easy, super inexpensive, and not a permanent solution for me. So visit GlowBeautyBarMD.net, that's GlowBeautyBarMD.net, for a full list and description of all the treatments they offer. And they even made booking your appointment super easy. You can do it right from their website. And the coolest part is if you have any questions, you can call the expert herself, Annie, at 775-813-5284. Again, that's 775-813-5284. Let Glow Beauty Bar MD be your experts in feeling and looking great. Now, let's start the show. It is your girl, Black Mamba, and of course, the wonderful and lovely AP. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm doing good. Are you? Well. You say it with a lot of apprehension. I know, because I've been thinking about this, because I want to be delicate, because I definitely don't want anybody to think I'm making light of the situation, but last podcast, um, you were grinding on me about how I believe that there was like no good news. You're like talking about how you see good news. I'm like, first I of all, first of all, I don't back see good up. news. First of all, back up. I never said that. What I said was, once you explained what you meant, I said, yes, you are absolutely right. Yes, you did. And that is why I don't. at first you were shocked. And then yes, I actually I took this screenshot that okay. I'm going to show. And it's by no oh, way. Right. I, I literally took the screenshot the next morning okay. to really hone in my point. I mean, I think we got it. I think nope. you nailed it. Nope. I think you nailed this it right out of the This is literally what I woke up to. Can you all read that? I screenshot it. And I don't yeah. know if, if you don't know what that says, it says eight killed in three shootings at massacre parlors in Georgia. As we all know now, I'm sure we've right. been up to date as to what that was. But like on the daily, that's the shit that I wake up to. I can't believe that you leave your news app on. I do not. I don't want to know. I want to live in an oblivion until I'm ready in the morning. I got I need my cup of joe. That is I a mistake. I do music. need to take that off. I need some music to get me going. I need some sunlight. This is going to be really shocking to you, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're torturing yourself I and no one has asked you. that was how it was. Literally no one asked you to do this and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this every morning. But I thought that's how it was. No, ma'am. Well, I don't know about any news until I get to work. The place where I want to let out all my emotions. Like, talking about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Well, I'm I, sorry that you are waking up every day with horrible news. Horrible. Well, I'm more sorry for those stories to be well, completely yeah, honest. I'm sorry but for like, yeah, people, that's like but... the shit we got to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, gotta wanna. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't really realize it was an option. I just thought the world was like, bam, it's bam, insane. bam. It's like you're an 80 year old woman. I am just maybe it's why I'm happy. Is this why you're happy? I, I don't think I was hit on by an 80 year old lesbian woman today. I know you're all surprised. <laughs> no, she thought you were right Blonde. on brand. She was like she, softball Friday, right on brand. She looked over like this. I wish you guys. Hopefully, everybody's in the YouTube game now. Um, and she went like this. I looked over, and you know, when somebody's staring directly yeah, at you, yeah. and a thing, and I threw them a smile and kept pushing. And then I was like, 
looked over again. You know when someone's clearly still staring at you? Yeah, they're like, hey, bitch. Oh, no. She gave me a full, like, what it be? What oh, she up. gave you the what up. She had a giant Harley Davidson sticker right on the side you of her vehicle. better tell Ian. You better act and right. I act, act right. right because mom still got it. Okay? Because I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's coming from here. It's coming from here. Yeah, where isn't it coming from? Where is it not coming from? I think that's more yeah. I um, your day? make this joke a lot, but I am dead ass serious. So I spent my morning being Tim the Toolman Taylor. There was a lot of things at work. You know when you're like, okay, I've got a few hours this morning. This shit needs to get done. Like I don't like the way this looks. I don't like the way this looks. Yes. I don't know why this table's here. That never made sense. Yes. That is how I spent my morning. When I tell you I was walking around, drill, ring ring. Ding, ding. Like, let's do it. What else can we put up? Sometimes I get like that at my house. Yeah. Like, I get like with oh, the yeah. drill. I'm just walking around. Yeah, just like, what else can I drill, bitch? Because something, it's like, who you needs always, a portrait up? Literally, yeah. you always, like, something always needs to be drilled somewhere. So, always. There's it always a loosey goosey shell. Yeah. Yes. Or something. That's just leaned up to where it's supposed to be. 1000%. And so mm-hmm. the ladies yeah. I was with this morning, they were like, I can't, I can't, I don't, I was like, give it over here. I, and I mean this when I say this. I'm pretty sure my mom, up until about 24, was like, so is her name Leslie or Laura or Cindy? And when are you bringing her home for Christmas? Oh. And I was like, dude, I just am super handy. I can squat, I don't know, 250 pounds. Like, that. God just made me sturdy. Yeah. And the ability to know how to put things together. Sturdy. Sturdy. <laughs> Nothing's knocking me over. <laughs> and I can see where she was at because initially I was in softball and then I was like, oh, my knee isn't really great at this and titties. And, and so drill. I said, I'm going to get into women's weightlifting and, uh, you know, I could see how she got down and that like road. And drill shit. Yeah. Like you were just like leaning that way. Yeah. Huh. She kept giving me like, she was like mechanical engineer or are you going to be like the coach of a softball team or like what do you want to – do in life and i here's the thing with me i don't care about labels i don't care what anyone thinks i don't like so i'm like think what you want one thousand percent yeah i'm comfortable in any swimming pool (laughs) splashing around i don't care what's going on what people think yeah so uh i actually had a really great day i had a really good week it's only tuesday so compared to last week nailing it yeah already out of the gate yeah scared to say it yeah i feel good yeah Last week was hard. And just getting through it? Yeah. You know when you're like, I've got nothing to say about it. Yeah. Because it was so awful. Yeah. That I'm just, I don't know what happened. Sometimes, you know, you throw a little. I'm at a point with parenting and working full time where I feel like so many people are just going to like, this is a mood. Like, I don't know what's awful anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my barometer is all fucked up. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like. When somebody's like, wow, you got it hard, I'm like, oh, I thought today was a good day. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was nailing it. What do you mean it's a bad, rough? This is actually like easy sailing. I'm on easy street. I'm in the carpool lane, hosting. When somebody only who uses you looks at you and says, you need some you time. <laughs> and you're, you're like, I, I do. I do? I do. Hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I actually had a really great weekend. Um, a mutual friend of ours, she had a little baby, and he is just the cutest little thing mm. ever. And she doesn't live particularly close to town, so I knew there was a good chance that I would stay the night. And there is something about a grown woman sleepover. You love them, always have. I really do. Always have. And uh, don't I love get me that wrong, I you. love my own bed. I love my own I house. I loved sleepovers until kids. Actually, I lived with one of my best friends, and the whole reason I'm sure I moved in is because I was actually already living there (laughs) without any formal invite. You're like, I might as well throw you some rent. Well, I was like, I might as well like put my clothes here and stop going back to my house to change and then come back. Fiscally, this doesn't make any sense. Let's just like stop with the nuances and like just make this official. Yeah, I have always lived alone, and I enjoy living alone, but I do not mind staying over one night or two nights if we're doing something past two nights i need to be in my own bed with my dogs with my husband the whole yeah deal. i have a strict 48 hour rule for but, sure but i did have such a great time she's such a great person in general um so that was great and then i got home and bill and i were just like having fun and just catching up and yeah. relaxing um i took a benadryl died and then i woke up at like three in the morning hmm. 
And my phone was like, bang, 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 bang. Because at that point, it's like East Coast time. And I a lot of my shit is set to East Coast time because of news. Um, Twitter news, different news, podcast news. Uh. And uh, our numbers started rolling in, by the way, that I didn't ask for. And I thought, this must be a mistake. Truly. I mean, it has nothing to do with confidence. I know who we are. Yeah. I know what lane we're in. And I thought, this must be an accident. Yeah. Definitely not an accident. So thank you, uh, everyone who tunes into our show and who yeah. recommends it. Oh, uh, yeah. Real we fun. We are, actually, I think as of last night, 81. Our spot rose to 81. Um, we are nipping at some big shoes. Mm. And if, well, you guys can clearly see with all the cameras, but if you really knew how this dog and pony show went down. Guys, uh, it's a real grassroots operation. As grass I like to keep. Grassroots, as I like to say. Like I set it down and cross my fingers. I love when I doubt, not that I ever doubt Alex. I mean, I've spent many a night hanging out with her and we chit chat. We get, we've done this for a decade. Like what we're doing for you guys, we've done for a decade. So by no means does it, but it's always surprising though. Coming from like a humility standpoint, honestly, you guys, it is very overwhelming to see that apparently people like to kick it. They just like to kick it old school. They like school. to kick it old school. And yeah. it's kind of cool to know that. So we'll keep uh, keep this shit storm up if you guys keep sailing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We really do appreciate it. The subscribing obviously means so much. I mean, it's why um, we're doing it, honestly. Or else we would just be at a bar meeting for happy hour. 1,000%. And I some just want chick, you guys to know. Which always happens. We always have one clinger on her that overhears our conversation is like, these girls know what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was really uh, a great surprise, which is why I shared it. I definitely wasn't being braggadocious, but for sure I was like, "Oh, I am. I'm fucking." Oh. The only I want to be so cocky, but Alex does all the work, so it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I should say, this is like something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. Do you think I bring charisma? <laughs> you bring a lot. You actually bring a lot because I tell people all the time. Um, somebody asked me after BZ left the show. And we just, she's going to be on in August when you're gone on vacation. Yes. Um, and someone asked me, why didn't you replace her? Why didn't you get a third person? And the reason why we never got a third person was for a very specific reason. One, there was, the plan was always going to be these three individuals. But if one of those individuals was no longer going to be on this podcast, that was okay. Me being, me saying it or replacing that person then says you're replaceable and some comedy, some humor, some just charisma, the, 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 this, this, yeah. you cannot just get another person in it to do that. Yeah. And I'm very aware of that. And I never wanted our audience to think like, ah, oh, well, we'll just throw any warm body in there and I'll just talk in their face. Well, that's I, not a thing. I we feel do. like you're saying it in a really nice way, but here's the reality of the situation. When you start a <laughs> podcast or something, you really do need that camaraderie and it's actually yes. hard to find. I mean, I actually, me and Britt went back way, way far. Um, and we never had that close relationship in high school, but it was definitely like a common respect. Like, hey, how 1, are you? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. obviously jumping into adulthood, getting to know each other, we 100% were like, yep, we could do this. Alex, Black Mamba and her had a very um, close work relationship. And sometimes you just know a dynamic when you have that deep relationship with somebody where you're like, oh, you're going to fuck with this person. Yeah. You guys are are going to mind melt it's going to be beautiful but that takes years to nail years. down and i mean years yes. I, yes I mean i can't tell you how many drunken or sober mainly drunken starting sober then drunken <laughs> conversations alex and i have had to the point where she came to me and she's like i think we could really do this i yeah. think we could do this and be successful we both enjoy indulging ourselves in the obviously some specific <laughs> information <laughs> so um no if that was ever a question which i've never been asked personally but no you guys it was always gonna be this very specific dynamic to deliver a very specific show for you. yeah and doing a podcast is very much like going to the gym you know you, you know it's like one hour a week Sometimes and a little it's bit really over. only okay once you get there. That's it. You're like, fuck, we got to record All tonight. Day. Okay, I'm going to. Especially Black gonna, Mamba and you know. I have very particular schedules. Yes. We each work very long hours on our work days. So 
and we both have families and then we'd also enjoy a smidgen of social life after that and uh, recording and doing it watching our numbers go the way they are it's just really reassuring same like on the scale right you know when you've been in the gym and you're about to lose hope and then you jump on that scale you're like i'm a piece of shit and all of a sudden you're like seven pounds lighter you're like oh you're a bad bitch you're like you know what i'm going back out there right (laughs) and why whenever you lose like two pounds you're like where's that swimsuit Oh yeah, Where are those that shorts? is Bitch, me to you a didn't tea. lose enough to get in the shorts. Five ounces, and I'm like, it's time. It's time. Let her show. You know what? Let's Where's get those khakis out. Lady? <laughs> like, let's fuck it up. Fuck it up, gang, gang. One thousand percent. So I really, so, yeah. we really appreciate everyone who tunes into the show and who subscribes and shares. I got the. I'm gonna share some of them with you later, but I got the nicest messages from strangers. A lot from strangers who were just elated and sent us some really so thank you guys i don't get to say that enough i'm not a big uh i have a hard time with um taking compliments but i can take this one i'll take it i'll take it i've never been one to shy away from a compliment no you haven't (laughs) um okay so one of the things i did while i was with our mutual friend jamie who is just just a little love bug okay if god Okay, you know that movie, um, the one where uh, I'm ex- going to explain this really horribly, but there's like it's you have set up bad. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay, where you you have a doppelganger and one lives underneath, and it was kind of a scary movie. I never saw it. All of our viewers know exactly what I'm talking about, but basically, there's another version of you that lives in this movie, and they live like in the like in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm really bad with this sort of looking, you know, okay. Was this the B-list? Nope. Definitely was a very famous movie. It had uh, the black actress whose hair is short. She is um, absolutely stunning. Halle um, Berry? Okay. You know what? This took a left. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Jamie is, if I took two blonde, like if I had one blonde, like if I have, I have you, mm-hmm. and then I took out just like the part of you that's like, oh, excuse me, ma'am, or like, um... Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, we're like, our numbers are really not, like, you know, I just, oh my God, my hair. Oh no, thank you so much. Is it, does it look like Jamie's like, yeah, she, like that's part, like that's pulled out of you. Right. Yeah. And then I have just AP who just is like, just like me. We're very similar. I'm still waiting to meet my doppelganger. I know she's out there. I've been yeah. looking for her everywhere. Yeah. And she's going to be just like, talk, like she's going to talk really light. And she's going to yeah. be like, oh my God. And she's already going to be married. So Bill's not going to have a chance. And he never would have. Yeah. But like, it's going to be fun. Right. Yeah. That's Jamie. And so I knew I couldn't go in hot. Now, I'm not going to say I didn't pull a little redo. And I may have. I may have started out too strong because I keep forgetting wrong, wrong one. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the wrong, mm-hmm. wrong chick. Um, so I m- may have played the documentary about. Um, Is it the dick eater? <laughs> you, ain't, you did it, didn't you? What is wrong with you? It can only be me. What don't you get about that? I mean, I really actually don't think this is doppelganger. You're not even explaining this correctly. Why and how? You know you're just troubling other folks. You know you sleep like a baby angel at night. And you know she's still fucked up over this weekend. And can I tell you the best part? It was the it was the dick eater. It was the condensed version of the dick eater. Like it wasn't even the full documentary. It was like a quick forty. Like we were we were in and out in thirty to forty. How do you even manage? Because you know where there's not enough hours in the day, but you really can pack a punch. Because I can't bog you down with all of this. You know what I mean? I'm trying to spread it across multiple people, so it's not just all coming into your yeah, front lawn. Yeah, but the lawn. only problem is, is like I'm genuinely interested. <laughs> I'm just like you don't say. <laughs> Whereas you're like fucking other people up. Like other people's lives are better before that information. Like they could truthfully say my life was better not knowing right. that. Whereas she, mine, you yeah. know you lit me up. Yeah. She actually, she gave that appropriate response. She was just like just real like, quiet. Real way to wrap a party up. She was like, And did you guys go to bed after that? <laughs> because then I did give her the remote. And then she was like, 
okay, I'm going to. She put on the office. <laughs> she's like, let's find something a little lighter. So <laughs> she goes, you know, I've really been wanting to see that uh, Woody Allen, Mia Farrow documentary. I heard it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And I said, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's dive in. I'm totally down. Again, down. She's like, are you, you so you like, so what you're trying wow, to say is you like. that's a strong choice, Chaser, with right. a Woody uh, Allen. So she was like, you know, like, clearly you like documentaries. So, yeah. like, yeah. I just don't want to watch. So we started that documentary. <laughs> and uh, so even growing up, my mother always told me about Woody Allen. She yeah. was like, we would, we will never watch a movie. And I think I've told the viewers before, I came from a big family of movies. movies we yeah. love movie buffs. Oh, this is interesting. Um, and she said from the very beginning, when I was a child, I remember her telling, sitting me all the girls down and said, we will never watch a Woody Allen movie. You will never fucking have it in this house. And I would have been around 10 years old, right around the time that he married his stepdaughter. So I knew, I knew right off the bat, I've never watched any of his movies. Um, I will say that I have been guilty at times of watching movies with actors who have supported him. Although I did not know that at the time, I have watched them. Once I found out, I did not watch them. How old was she? Um, at the time that they married, she was tw- 19, I believe. Yeah. Tw- no, I'm sorry. They started dating when she was 18. Yeah. And I think they married when she was like a little bit older, like 25 or something. Yeah. Um, and why won't you watch his movies? So we're going to get into it. Oh, okay. So um, when I got a little bit older, my mother said to me, my mother is very much like you and I. Yeah. It's like a rock in her shoe. She knows there's more to the story. You don't just marry your stepdaughter. Some other shit had to be going down, right? For sure. And that comes from whether it's years of abuse yourself or yeah, some sort of history, you know, your spidey senses are tingling. So I knew going in that there had been this allegation of, of him um, assaulting his youngest daughter, the child. I think she was six or seven years old, eight years old, whatever. Um, and so I thought this is interesting because I really never as an adult dove in. My mother told me that that's all I had to hear. I think I've said it again on the podcast that I was not the kid that needed to put my hand on the stove. You tell me this information. You seem like you pretty much got that portion of your life figured out. I believe you. Yeah. I will say that I am very tough on women when it comes to abusive children. Yeah. Once you find out, to me, it's very cut and dry. Once you get the child out of that situation and you know they're safe, I'm burning your house down. Like, I yeah, play this video back at my trial. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm burning your house. I'm not calling the police. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. I'm going to invite you over for dinner. I'm going to put some sleeping aids in your fucking mashed potatoes. You're going to fall asleep. I'm going to fucking get a babysitter. You're getting fucked up. Yeah. And then if you're lucky, I'll call the police. And I'll do some time. I'll do a pinch. Yeah. No problems. Yeah. I know that psychologically that's not great for a child. I don't know what to tell you. Watching this documentary was a huge eye-opener in the sense that in the beginning of the documentary, when they're going through all of it, mm-hmm. just they start. What's the name of the documentary? It's again? called Allen versus Pharaoh. So okay. Mia Farrow, Woody Allen. Once they start really diving into it, and they start from top to bottom, they start right, like their careers, the trajectory, how they meet, how they started dating, how from the very beginning, it was very strange that, you know, he wanted this relationship with her, but he wanted to live in a spoiler alert. So if you don't want to hear anything specific, I would suggest you turn it off now. From the very beginning, I found it very strange that he wanted to live in a separate house the entire time. So the entire time they were together, he had his own separate home. She had hers. He didn't like children. He didn't want children. Right? Very clear boundaries. After, but she already had a daughter. She already obviously. Well, no. She already had children, that, not including that daughter. In summation, I think Mia Farrow ended up having 11 children in total that she adopted. And a mm. lot of these children from different countries, from our country, all over. But these children, some of them, some of them had disabilities. Blind, deaf, um, maybe both sometimes. And her heart was just, I mean, she was a great mother. I will not take that from her. She was there. She wasn't a mother who, you know, signed up to be an actress, but was never home. She was with those children all of the fucking time. But something shifted along those lines at some point when Mia adopts a little girl, blonde hair, 
just a beautiful little baby, you know, just gore. all of the children are beautiful. So I'm not singling her out specifically, but just a beautiful child. And you could see very quickly because Mia Farrow had this recorder that this video camera that she had bought. And you can see when she's recording and she did this from the very beginning, his interests shift very quickly. So he goes from having his own apartment to just being around her sometimes around the kids to really pointedly being around this little girl. How old is the little girl at the time? Oh, she's a baby. She adopts her as a baby. Like she's a baby child. And you can just see he's just like in love. And she's thinking at the time what any woman would think and what any woman would want if you were a single mother. Wow. He is really, he did exactly what I thought he would do. Finally, he came around. Yeah. He can see how wonderful parenting is. He's in this with me. And you can see that very quickly as the little girl starts to get older, shift to almost obsession. Won't be away from her. has got to be holding her all the time, touching her, having her on his legs. Always got to be there tight, tight, too tight. And at some point um, in the documentary, they talk about the fact that this relationship is no longer going to continue. Um, she finds out about one of the girls that she had adopted and she'd adopted her at an older age. And when I say older, I want to say seven, the, the daughter he ended up marrying young enough that you still would consider this your mother, your, your mother. You wouldn't be like, Oh, this is some lady. Just let me stay in her house. Like she was a child. Once he starts that relationship and Mia Farrow finds out about that relationship, <clears throat> it really starts the antennas started going up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a particular incident in question that kind of started all of this. And it was a day where Mia Farrow knew he was going to come to the house to visit the children. And at this point, all 11 kids are in this home. They had a nanny. They had a teacher. She's like, I'm a dip. Let him have his time. Let me know when they're done. But I don't know. I just don't want him alone with the kids. Like, I just need him to be supervised the entire time. When Mia Farrow comes back, the sitter, the nanny, and the teacher tell Mia Farrow immediately. There was 20 minutes that we could not find this little girl and him. 20 whole minutes. The baby. The baby. She, at this point, she's about, I want to say, and I could be wrong about the age, but, you know, looking at him, about eight years old, nine years old. Can't find her. We could not. And we looked everywhere. We looked everywhere. Mm -hmm. And one of the little, the little boys, her brother, who was adopted around the same time, maybe like a year or two later, says, I saw them one time. I saw daddy with his head in her lap, face down she had no clothes on so the little boy tells her at some point there's another adult in the house that thought she saw the same thing and she's walking by and she's like she comes in the room and he quickly like you know gets up and is they're like oh we're just playing or whatever she goes to get the other adult to come in and when they come back they're gone so now they're gone 20 minutes unsupervised no one's around Mia Farrow starts the camera rolling and starts asking her, not not leading questions, just like, hey, did you and daddy, were you guys just like by yourselves at any point? Or like, did you guys go like play a game? Were you guys like playing hide and go seek? And she is very clear. This little girl is, I mean, this, this is maybe an hour or two after this incident. And she tells her, mom, I just, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it really. Dad took me up to the attic. And I asked him why. And he said, well, we got to go up there if you want to go to Paris. I'm going to put you in a movie, but you got to show me that you can be in a movie. And he takes me up to the attic and he puts me on my stomach. And he tells me to watch my brother's train. And there was a train going around, like, you know, little toy trains. And she goes, just like this. And then he, and then he did the weirdest thing. He put his hands back here on my butt. And then he reached all the way around, mommy. It was so weird. And I told daddy I did not like it. And daddy would not stop. I mean, she's explaining like a child would explain anything. Right. And then Mia asks her, oh, when he put his hands back there, what did anything happen? And she goes, yeah, 
I didn't have my underwear on. I told Daddy not like that. And then she told me, you got to sit still. It's going to be over in just a minute. And then I told him, but I don't want to do this, Daddy. And he said, it's going to be okay. Ugh. This is okay. And then he touched me again in my no-no spot. And she goes, well, where's your no-no spot? And then she points to her privates. And, of course, everything's blurred out. And from what I get gather, especially with children, children love to run around with no clothes. It's summer. They're yeah. running around. Yeah. And you can see, like, especially at that age, they don't, obviously, children don't, aren't developing breasts yet. They haven't at puberty. So, you know, you're running around without your top on. It's not the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And the two nannies were obviously females. I shouldn't say obviously. They were females. And so over the course of, like, three days, Mia keeps the recorder around but does not press her. But when she starts to talk about it, she starts to record. Yeah. So the first thing she does is takes her to the doctor. They check her out. And it kind of goes from there. And he immediately reports the doctor immediately like was convinced. Like he was like, no questions. I, yep. This is there. This wasn't a leading situation. This wasn't a UT. There's no way you taught her that. Yeah. This was too poignant. Like she knew yeah. exactly what happened. She tells the story every time as a child over and over and over again. And at one point in the video, she does tell her mom, she goes, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I yeah. don't. And you can feel that. And immediately Mia Farrow did do what every mom would do. And she was like, okay, we do not have to talk about it again. You did great job. Thank you. Do you want to play or whatever? And she cuts the recorder off. The reason I bring this up is because I found it very interesting. There was a study that was done by a psychologist around that time. And he used the Woody Allen Mia Farrow case because of the interesting thing that happened next. Mia Farrow tells the doctor, the doctor reports it. An investigation is launched at the same time. Woody Allen obviously finds out about these charges, denies it, obviously. And then turns right back around and sues Mia Farrow for custody of, I believe, all of the children. No, four of the children. When I was listening to the psychologist talk and they were kind of um, breaking down this case study that was done on children of abuse and when mothers specifically report crimes that over 80% of the time the husband will or the partner will file for full custody and get it. Because most men go to court and say, oh, she's hysterical. She's an overworked mom. She's mad at me. I had an affair. Um, I mean, you name it. They're coming up with it. Right. And he went over how this happened systematically and how it's happened over a course of time. And, you know, they went to court and the judge, it took about, um, can't remember how long, but I think it was like six months. And the judge came back with this settlement and he basically said, 1000% I believe this child, that there were multiple times when people have testified saying inappropriate behavior. He could not be without her, always touching her, um, very controlling with her. There's a lot of videos they show of her pushing, like, Dad, stop, like, get off me. He said he believes that Woody Allen mentally does not have the capability to even understand that what he did was wrong so that he is not shocked that he married his stepdaughter. Right. Like, oh, in yeah. his mind, this isn't wrong. Right. That's how fucking... Like a child he is. He yeah. cannot yeah. put two and two together. And that it's the in the best interest of this child to not be around him and definitely not be around him unsupervised ever. Then they go to file, you know, the charges and the detective, I thought it was so sweet. He goes, I brought her in, the little girl, and I started asking her about it. And he goes, she just stared off. Nothing. No emotion. Wouldn't talk, wouldn't speak. He goes, and in that moment, I realized that I would be doing her more harm by putting her on a stand yeah, and by making her answer these questions in front of people. And the fact that she more than likely would do what she's doing now, which is shut down 1,000%, that guilt would eat her. Yeah. 
And I told her mother then, and I meant it, if at any point she wants to come to me in a few years when she's an adult and ask me why I did what I did, I will tell her without a doubt. And if at any point she decides to change her mind, we will do that. Yeah. So at some point in the documentary, you know, you meet the adult version of her and she is like very poignant. She's like, nope, this happened. And, and you know, they kind of go through the whole like A-lister thing. People were willing to believe rumors. He hired this great machine who, you know, put out all these stories about how actually the judge cited that he wasn't wrong and that he should have custody and that he did nothing wrong. And just so many, so much bullshit, so many lies. And the way the documentary actually ended was really great. And I'm really glad they did it. Um, and then she talked about the, the daughter talked about the Me Too movement and why it was so, so um, it was so important for her. Yeah. Because she was able to then write this piece that was taken for the first time she said seriously. For the first fucking time in two decades, finally people were sitting down and actually hearing her story about this assault. Yeah. And it made me really think about just women in general and about the the story of a woman, the story of women, right? Oh, yeah. And for so many years, whether it be rape, you know, it, to the point where we have to yell out fire or whatever bullshit it is, whether it be being molested, starting at a child, all the way up to rape, all the way up to you know, being abused by a husband and no one believing you until they fucking kill you. And then even if you kill them, you're still going to do time. Right. Doesn't matter how many times he's beating you in the face every day. And it really just made me dive deep into, and it didn't make me angry. It didn't make me, it just made me look at women as a whole. Yeah. How are men still here? Because we are clearly the stronger group. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Take uh, take race out of it. Take all of that out. Across the globe, women from infants. 100%. We're never even, we don't even get to experience infancy without it being this weird sexual fucking predators that are out there. Yeah. And it's all the way dink, dink. Yeah. Or you got, you're going to look forward to it when you're in high school. And we've all been there. We had a teacher who looked at you inappropriately. I would. Maybe rubbed you. One time. That was it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but how many times do you hear about, you know, young no, girls and, and yeah. teachers? Seriously. Um, I know for a fact I had a multiple teachers that were a little too interested in the girls in their basketball team or a little too interested in the girls in the soccer team. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah. when you're as a woman, you know. Yeah. And then it's like it follows us all through, all through. And we just keep fucking taking it. Yeah. And we allow men to tell us what we can do in Congress, when we can be president, when we can go outside, what we can fucking wear, what's inappropriate, what's not inappropriate, mm -hmm. what's ladylike, what's not ladylike. We didn't start these rules, by the way. We yeah. did not start any of these rules. Oh, yeah. These were all pushed on us by fucking men. And this yeah. isn't about me bashing men, but it is me saying, how are they still here? So. I'm going to piggyback on that because I've had a really fascinating thought. Please. I need to do more research on this. But I really, I watched, and this goes along with women, all the way to slaves, mm -hmm. all the way to natives. You guys, the connection, just hang on with me. I watched The Last Kingdom of Pirates, The mm -hmm. Lost Kingdom of Pirates on Netflix. You guys, 10 out of 10 documentary Lost series. Kingdom. Lost Kingdom of Pirates. It really just goes over the quick golden era of pirates, but it's a very productive, provocative documentary. And they talk about a pirate named Anne Bonny. Mm -hmm. She is a actual badass. Just a badass. Just, you guys, Talked like about a him. fucking T to B. T to, to B. B. And at one point, her lover is um, they like are actually in love. She's married to another guy because mm -hmm. she, she don't give a fuck. Right. But she's married to another oh, guy and they're trying to get out legitimately. So back then when you couldn't um, you couldn't divorce for like poor people couldn't get divorced. Like actually wealthy men and women could actually get divorced and remarried fairly easily because they right. could just do that. Poor people did not. It's obviously religion, number one, but two, um, it's just a lot of layers. And 
Um, Calico Jack and her were very romantic, and he comes to her husband to buy her out of the marriage, which right. is how they used to do it. Right. So this guy gets all offended and said, tells another guy once this whole, you'll have to watch it. But basically, they get cornered into a situation where Calico Jack is going to have to beat her publicly. So this man, it just, it was a definitely an awakening for me as well. This man, and it really goes into slavery too, so I'm going to see how this ties in. This man, this woman, she wasn't even a part of the transaction. Another man brought a sack of booty to another man, and he said, listen, I want to buy Ann off you. This guy gets offended with this guy. He goes to the governor of this town and says, this dude's trying to make fucking cuckold out of me. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm sure she's into some freakish shit. Yeah. That's some <laughs> Not the point. Shit. Right. And instead of punishing the man. Right. Because I feel like if I offer to buy Bill from you, like I offended you. If Bill's right. just off on the side, like maybe she'll take him, maybe she won't. Right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> and... The neither of the men are held responsible. At Maybe all. the lacking of husband and then the lover who is obviously having an affair, right. right? With a clearly married woman. The woman was to be publicly beaten. And not only was she to be publicly beaten, the punishment for the guy who was trying to buy her was that he was actually going to have to do the beating. I just thought that was so fascinating that we as a society because they didn't want to like start a bunch of shit with the pirate guys because both of these guys are pirates right Right. they were like fighting over this life they're like okay we're not gonna like do this because they're all a bunch of just fucking testosterone hungry motherfuckers they're like but we are gonna make an example out of the weakest link here now let me tell you i mean obviously we as women are the weaker sex just physically physically we just are like if doesn't matter if i'm smarter than you i might be more savvy i might just have like i don't know more perseverance grind etiquette reliability i don't know you name it doesn't matter doesn't matter i probably have more of it physically if you want to overpower me i would say 90 percent of men could do that 90 yeah like even bitches 90%. 90%. 90%. 90%. That's a scary thing. I also thought about this as it brought up the idea of slaves. I thought it was really interesting that people would go to Africa because the only reason the golden era of pirates truly got shut down is because they interrupted the slave trade. Right. It wasn't robbing of gold, silver, spices, no, no. furs. It was because they interrupted the slave they trade. They were like, don't stop our slaves. And then I thought that was interesting because they're setting up colonies in America. You guys, this is a real wild thing. And we obviously know that the Native Americans were the indigenous people. Right. I don't know before Christopher Columbus, before all this stuff happened, I am unaware, maybe I need to read more, but I don't think they had like guns and like no crazy militia right no when then you go to africa right you're finding indigenous people there i'm assuming they're all fighting with similar things let's say spears rocks um, whatever uh, tools that they've made tools that they have that have been working okay but you must have prayed similar to praying on women you must have prayed on a people that were very peaceful and very confused by what was happening mining their own biz because how interesting that you would be upset about a slave trade coming from Africa with disgusting amounts of people, right? When you come to another land of indigenous who have similar tools to fight with. And I just have to believe it's because those Indians were fucking crazy. Oh, yes. And it's just our human nature to prey on those who can't defend themselves. Like, I just feel like African slaves coming, and I need to do more research, but you guys, my mind has been reeling with this stuff, and it really yeah. does yeah. tie into women, yeah. because I'm looking around, and I'm like, what the fuck? I am with but, you. But, but even with... Like, when you, how does when this you keep think... happening? Because you have to think, like, if you have a black slave, and then a Native American, like, why wouldn't they enslaved i've never heard of a large group of native americans being enslaved now obviously a lot of people can argue this point you guys i'm not talking about what's all happened i'm just talking about the actual people like just as peaceful well, and people I think the, the issue with the natives is not necessarily that they were slaves it's more of them 
number one, you have the Do you get language. what I'm saying, yes, though? Yes, the issue, the main issue for them, number one, was communication, right? So we speak to different languages. So we could only communicate with pictures and trying to act things out and you can almost deliver anything with a smile and if i live in a in a area where a smile means a smile and it's happy and a frown means a frown and it's sad right then you're going to be more gullible to allow these people to come in you think they have the same intentions you're welcoming someone in your home right whereas africans are like legitimately were like ripped out of their homes and then like we're going to enslave you and put these put you on these boats in order for you to come over here in order for us to get you to do all the hard work for us. Whereas natives were driven from their land over a war they didn't even realize was a coming. So how can you prepare for something you don't even know is a coming? Very similar with slaves, but the right. difference being, obviously, thank God, the natives were able to fight and fight a good fight. Because there's a story, if you've never read, about um, when the English came to um, Hawaii. When they first came to Hawaii, if you've never read that story, read that story. Because I'm going it's very to because these thoughts, me it's and Ian have been having some serious dialogue yeah. about this. We've been talking about women. We were talking about the slave trade. We we're talking about how all of these things go back. And I was like, well, I it's just from the none of this would have ever jumped off, right? If the English hadn't obviously wanted to what I like to call branch out. Um, and take a look and see, obviously, there was more in the world. Right. I just think it's fascinating to me that they would, that the slave trade, the for me, the slave trade was the huge trigger for the English saying, okay, we really have to put an end to these pirates, right? Well, like, the they English cannot were so do this. selfish that they did not care, so they were going to do whatever they needed to, whether it be lie, cheat, steal, uh, run a ruse, make you think they were front. Like they're gonna do whatever they need to do to capitalize. It's almost like you think about a big corporation right. coming in and taking over a mom and pop. But the issue, the main issue, is that they all speak English, and you're going into these countries that don't even speak kind of English. They speak whatever native shit they've got going on. Right. And so you already have a disadvantage. You are, They already have a disadvantage because they don't know the intention, obviously. Yeah. And they are thinking, ah, oh, it's cool, guys. It's cool outfits. I just, but what my, I drew the conclusion is when you went to Africa, right? Yeah. These people. And obviously it was very violent with guns and, and being ripped away from your homes. But I have to think that you are even twice as disgusting as a human. I already knew you were. Right. But like you're actually adding on a layer because I just find that you, in order to take these people in these masses, and it's not like some of them didn't fight back, of course. Of right? course. Right. But like overall, you had to be coming into an extremely peaceful people. Correct. I just, just minding their own business. I, you guys, I promise you I have lit a fire of interest so deeply under my own ass that I am diving into this because I'm just so fascinated by how this happened and then coming to another indigenous people in the U.S. in the North in North America and what the difference was, how it was easier to ship people from an entire different continent to a different continent. Right. Because you, know you, you should it. find more Isn't interesting? That interesting. though. No, you know what's more interesting? What? None of them are women. You don't see women jumping on fucking boats oh, going over to no, other countries. No, this th is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It ties in to yes, all men praying yes, on all the men. weaker men. Even yes. men will pray on weaker men. You guys, it is. It men is. just preying on men, which I think is a lot of. That's like how it goes. Isn't so obviously that wild? we can get you guys, into a really lot of. No, but obviously we can get into a lot of like the race issues and the reasons why things were done. We can get into that. That's much deeper, but I know we got a lot of topics. I'm going to circle back to this at some point. Ultimately, not though, today. You have general. to think that a group of Englishmen were hanging out and they're like, Oh my God, we're so bored of like taking advantage of these women. And we're so tired of taking advantage of like the people here. Like they all caught on already. Yeah. Oh, we've taken all the money we can. We've taken it all. Um, I know we like got this thing with like Ireland and we were like, we're over and I know, but like, it's just not fun anymore. We want to branch out. We want to own it all. We got to own it all to the point where we're going to do all of this. Yeah. But in all of that, actually still, what is still more surprising is that 
There wasn't a bitch in there. Like, no bitches were showing up being like, you know what we should do? Let's rally them all up. Now, I'm not going to say women didn't go along with a lot of it. Or that right. obviously because you're going to follow lead because they're the stronger sex. They are the ones obviously, driving a lot of that. Obviously, there are psychopaths in men and women. I know what you're going obviously. with this. But I have to go with Black Mamba on this. And as I get older and older and older, I really do realize, like, I just don't be think a woman woke up one day and went, Slavery. Slaves. You know, I we don't, don't have think enough a woman of. Did that. Here's my ultimate problem. My <laughs> issue is still with women. I need us to, like, I just don't understand the centuries and centuries and centuries of pain over and over and over again to the point where a man wrote, not just this man, multiple men and women have written books saying, historically, if a woman reports a sex crime against her child, she will lose custody. Wow, we really um, historically, if a woman tries to at all say that there was any sort of like allegations of beating at all, I was actually they're going to lose their fucking child. I was just the fact that as women, we are allowing this to happen. We are allowing it. We are allowing it. We know it happens. They've yeah. written books. We've read the books. We watch the documentaries. And then what? So, you know, it's crazy that we are talking about this because I, I don't get it. I, I don't either. As I mean, women, I don't get what the fuck we're doing. I hate the fact that I have to warn Keek and go, OK, so like it going to be tough out in this world. Like you already knew that life is tough. There's shirts that say it and fucking mugs and everyone's wearing their fucking yoga pin. Life is hard, but drink a latte. Fuck off, dude. What the fuck are we doing? Which I've always said, I've always stood by, but truly, the fact that we keep flipping on the TV, watching this bullshit, and never changing it. When I hear a man, as women, we can talk about me too. As women, we can dive into it. I can tell you how I feel. I can tell you what is going through my mind. I can even tell you and go, you know what, this, and I've said it before, all of the women who have come forward, all of the women who have put their careers, their livelihoods, their, their their lives they're currently living in jeopardy in order to, to fucking blow a whistle on this motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking kudos, bitch. The bitch in the way back who is fucking it up for the rest of us, shut the fuck up. Like, I am over your pain. You had time. You, you've had the time. You had the opportunity. <laughs> you've been out here thriving and surviving, and you have chose up until now not to say a fucking word. Now you're going to be like, well, he grains my butt. Shut the fuck up. This woman over here was dealing with years and years and years and years of rape and fucking torture and mental and physical and all of it. Yeah. And at what point as women are we going to all get together and stop fighting over his penny and like whose lips are better and like who's going to marry the richer one and like how big is your house and are your kids going to like this private school? What the fuck are we doing? I know. It's actually crazy. I read a What are we doing? Recently. And it just said, imagine if women woke up and decided they liked their bodies. Do you know how many businesses and industries, industries. Would go out of business immediately. You want to know what what changed it? You want to know what was the game changer? What I think is start, what I would like to hope is opening a lot of women's eyes, the fucking pandemic. Women finally started realizing, oh, I guess I don't need to slather my face and makeup every goddamn day to go to my fucking job that I, by the way, hate. <laughs> by the way. By the way, hate. Also, wear that I, tight ass outfit for my I, husband that's been cheating on me, beating me. So I hope he gives me enough fucking attention. Right. I hear what you're saying. I really do. And I think it's going to be a really collective effort. Uh, you think I that's think the only way really this will change. And I don't just mean women collecting together because sometimes period. even for me, a lot of women being together, I find um, very irritating. You know I'm why? Totally. Transparent. But because can I tell you why, though? Yeah, I really I feel like it. because we have men again have put out this notion that when women get together, you guys all get so cunning and you guys all get out of control. Yes. Any group of people annoy me. Not just women. Any group yes. of folks. That's actually very the valid. Out of I me. have to agree. And me and my husband get into this all the time because he's like, you're a feminist. And I'm like, I'm not a feminist. I does do it not, matter? Does it? it exactly. That's what does what it I'm matter? Saying. What I am is I just believe if you believe in something and you're a good person, just move that forward. The collective matter, I mean, is not just women getting together and being like, this is actually horseshit. 
like you guys really horse shit because I don't understand why a guy with a fucking gut gets dad bod. Like we've literally idolized yes dad bods, which is fine. I'm actually here for it. I but like I don't a give thick, a fuck. I like a thick dude. That's not the point. I'm not. I'm just trying to not to body shame anybody. Truly, right? Dad bod idolized. I have never heard anybody say mom bod in a hot way. No one ever. I mean, it doesn't even exist, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, we've heard frumpy. Oh, she's oh frumpy. frumpy. She really let herself go. She look, are you tired? You look tired. So um, these are the points. Yes. Collective groups together. They are wild. If we all just started and with men, too, because I have to be transparent. I'm really unpacking this as I get older myself yeah. because I do want men to obviously not just like live up here. I also don't want a dude who like cries a lot. If I'm being totally honest. Right. But I don't care. At the end of the day, for me, the larger point is if you decide to leave Ian tomorrow. Yeah. Hits you in the boom. Bow. Yeah. You leave Ian. Yeah. Ian now has your kids. Right. I don't give a. You have right. a dad bod. Stick up for us. Don't stick up for us. Right. Like what as a group of women across the world, the fuck are we doing? Yeah. That we are allowing Those a judicial for system that yeah. we pay into. That we sit on those juries and we're just like, I can't believe it. We have over time for centuries and decades and we are just, we just, and we just keep putting them out. We just keep putting out more. Let's give more women. Let's put out more to just take the abuse and take it and take it and take it. All of it. Top to bottom. Whether it be the way we wear our hair, the, when we have kids, how fast we're supposed to lose weight, how much food we're supposed to be eating. Let's count them calories. Let's get them steps. Let's wear them heels what's the next fad i like as women we actually have the ability to shut it down it's so not true. in a year yeah. not in right now yeah we have the ability as a collective to go you know what no no i won't buy your 200 dollars fucking jeans no i won't keep fucking buying uh labels from fucking men who historically have abused women i won't keep watching movies i won't keep i won't keep what the fuck are we doing that we are letting children be ripped from our arms and put into their predators even though we know. And you have these women out there. You should have seen these women. I mean, God bless them. They were no, out did. there chanting, being like, um, telling their stories, being like, I'm a woman whose husband did this and my child got ripped away. Like, we as a group, and I get it. I'm a woman. Obviously, I fuck. I'm a black woman. Trust me. No one gets it better. Yeah. But at what point are we going to stand up and say, enough? One of us can't do it. Two of us, everyone collectively. And that doesn't mean you hate men. That doesn't no. mean you don't like men. I think they're the coolest. Like, That's a share like quote. Them. But at what point are we going to go? Yeah. You know what, though? We love you, but as much as we love you and you can be the best dad in the world, we are not going to sit down any longer and allow any more of this behavior. We are going to change the fucking, not the narrative. We're going to close this book and then we're going to open a new one. Yeah. Boop. And we're just going to start right. It doesn't mean that you have to be a hardcore feminist and you're a lesbian and curl your hair up. It doesn't mean that you wear maybe Birkenstocks. This is, uh, maybe, and it doesn't mean you wear Birkenstocks. That's not the point. Um, and I love a good Birkenstock. Uh, me too, actually. I love, I, a really, I love a good Birkenstock. I've turned a corner. I know exactly what you're saying. You know what I mean? And I, I do. And I really do believe, and this could be the internal optimist in me, I really do think that, and I mean this in the most loving, uplifting way, they're dying out, you guys. Men? Yeah. The, and these principles. I hope they so. They are dying out. I think that the fact that it's it happening took slowly. I know what you're saying. From 1993 and it is... to 2021 to hear about the entire. And I'm not joking. I have my parent. My mother told me when I was a kid. And when I tell you, I thought I was crazy when I was watching it. I was like, how have I? And her own brother said. I Googled. And I found out the same information everyone right now watching knew. And it wasn't until I dove deeper as an adult that I actually had to call my sister and apologize to her. Because I was like, why are you still talking about this? Like, let's move on with our lives. Why are you still bringing this up? And she's like, bro, I'm still bringing it up because there's no fucking justice. People are out there clapping for him, watching his goddamn movies. Like, what the fuck? Like, do it if you want, but know all the information. Totally. And I am telling you right don't. now. And then... <laughs> 
It is wild. And I just hope as women, you know, be a little easier on another woman. Be a little easier on that mother. Be a little bit easier. Step up to the fucking plate. If you are a woman who is in, if you want to run for whatever, get out there. If you've been thinking, seriously, Mm -hmm. we need women who are going. And it's not just about saying women are always right. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying we should not live in a world where a little girl gets sodomized by a grown fucking man. Yeah. And we make it the mother's goddamn problem. There should have never have been any of. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I really do hear you. And I know everybody else does, too. It's just going to. And I just feel like it's crazy. I remember wanting a little boy so bad. Um Honestly, just because I grew up with so many women and I just wanted oh, yeah. to change a pace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, please. Well, <laughs> you honestly, got what you wanted. It's kind of crazy. Like, I know that raising a girl, you have to feel the weight of the world because you're feel like fearful. That's the weight in that. And my fear is different. Like, I ha- my job in raising these two boys is to make sure that this doesn't happen. Right. I mean, I actually have to teach them right from wrong. I have to constantly show them behaviors. Their father has to constantly show them behaviors because I could raise a son. I remember always thinking it was bizarre and it drives me nuts when chicks say this like, oh, I'm never going to accept his girl because immediately you're putting in his head that no woman but you is good enough for him. So then you're going to treat everyone it's like shit. It's actually going to fuck you over because he's just going to use and abuse you. Right? right? Your mom. That's actually what you're there for. Right. But instead, you're putting this super sexy tang on it to where right. now he's not only going to fuck you over, he's going to fuck all of them over. I mean, And you don't also want to feel... raise a son who's not going to stand up and go, uh, hold on a minute now. Now, wait, hold, hold on. Now, what'd you say? What did you say he did? And I loved, I, I went back, Ugh. it's giving me chills. I actually went back, I read the, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone, I would bring it up now, and we'll talk about it later, but do watch the documentary, it's a four-part series, I mean, I was in it. Oh, I'll I was like a baby it. on the couch, falling asleep, and Jamie was like, okay, pumpkin, let's go to bed, and I said to her the next morning, she goes, how you doing? I go, oh, I got my second wind, and almost basically finished it. I got my second wind at like two in the morning, and was like, I gotta watch the rest of this, um, but I also went and did a bunch of research on the uh, psychiatrist who had written that report about women. I read the whole fucking thing and I was just like floored. I mean, the statistics. And that was in 1993. So you can only imagine. And yes, we have gotten better. And I have said that, you know, my body type was never appreciated or loved until the Kardashians got a big old fat ass. And the fact that I ever for a moment questioned how fucking beautiful I was for a moment that I questioned what I brought to the table, how spectacular God had made me all on his own, all on his own, Mm -hmm. that I ever questioned that because I was worried about what a man thought of me, even though I knew who I was. And I've said it before. My husband makes fun of me when we first got together. He used to say, you do not lack in confidence. And I said, that's actually not true. I just know I'm a bad bitch. There's a difference. Well, and I think for people like me and you who are traditionally not like, you know, a 90 pound. I mean, I don't even remember a cognitive time when I weighed 90 pounds. No, I don't ever remember getting. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, I don't ever people remember. Who are like, mm, wish I could get back to the one twenty. I'm like, there was no. I don't remember. I literally have. I was not of age to remember like the dee, scale. Dee, the scale at that. Oh, one twenty. That's a goal. Um, yeah. With that being said, you're already in a predisposition to believe that you're not like other girls or the prime example of what other girls look like. Right. And so I think you do two things. You either become hypersexual to try and please other people or you become hilarious and mean. Um, definitely took that route um, because I at least still thank God from parents. I really did. I always had a deep self-worth. Yes. I'm sure that is nature and nurture. I think I was truly born with it because mm-hmm. I love my sisters and sometimes I find them lacking in that and it breaks my heart. We came from the same stock. I know that they were loved the same and uh, it's just some sometimes you're go born with a certain go off. Yeah. But I can say that like I was 
I don't want to say trained, but you know what I mean. Like, I, they were like, you got this. And I was like, I fucking got this. Yes. Right? And 1, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to be giving up the booty for free because, frankly, I'm not even interested yet. Right. And I don't want to take that route. So I guess I'm going to just have to kill him with the words. I'm going to have to just crush it with wit and humor. And got super hot on the way up. hey hey Blow-ups. Blow-ups. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't have sex until I was in my 20s, just because it wasn't that I didn't want to have sex. It wasn't that I was scared of sex at totally. all. It was actually the opposite. The reason that I didn't was because it was mine. Mm-hmm. My first sexual experience, I didn't have sex again for two years after that. And I'm so grateful that it actually worked out that way. Yeah. Because that first time around, I was like, oh, my God, fucking never again. I mean, your story was pretty awful, so. Well, well I know, and it wasn't awful in the graphic sense. It was awful oh, no. in like all the. Oh no, nothing sense. bad happened. But I like, just, just like the worst that. setting. But I think the best part of that truly is I, that was the first and last time shit was not on my terms. And that's when the thing. I did something because yes. I was like, I want this reaction. It wasn't because I was horny as fuck and fucking jazzed. It that's was what you're doing all. Fucking, I wanted you know. this emotional reaction, and I learned very quickly. That is not how you get that. Yeah, and I think when you wait until you are ready, and because I do believe women wait until they're older and they still experience the same thing. They give it up because this person's ready and society's told them, well, you're a freak because you waited too long. But then if you're a woman and you wait too long, you're a fucking freak and you're a loser. You're going to be alone forever. You're going to have cats. And then if you if you have sex too early, you're a fucking whore. None of that even fazed me, and I still to this day do not give a fuck what anyone thinks. The reason why I waited was because I wanted it to, again, be on my terms. Yeah. And I am so glad that I waited because I had the most beautiful, wonderful experience for the first time losing my virginity. And it wasn't about my virginity. It was about knowing and having someone show you what sex is. I know I'm my sorry. story fucks you up every time. It's not your story. It's actually, I just... <laughs> I lost my virginity three times, and I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I lost it hardcore once. That was no. It. Alex's story is seriously kind of magical. It's very it's magical always, and it's beautiful. Because one out of my three virginity stories <laughs> is magical. <laughs> it's a magical. Okay, you guys. I want you guys to really think yes. about um, if if you are a person who has ever been uh, sexually assaulted or. If you've ever found yourself in that position, definitely a trigger warning. I will say that I was able to get through most of it without ever being like, yeah, crying. Can't like do this. Um, they went pretty easy as far as on that. They gave you the bare minimums. They gave you the information you needed to know. Yeah. Uh, I'm still don't fuck with Woody Allen. I hope he fucking sucks a dick and dies. Um, doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I really hope that he lives until 110 and gets to physically have to watch us break down everything he took his entire life to build in less than 30 days. I hope that what you worked your entire life for, we break down as women yeah. in less than 30 days. Yeah, that's that what would I hope. Justice. Spend all the money you want. That doesn't impress you. That doesn't change you. I think he's a fucking weirdo. I don't think money really gets it for him. People I think like that, though, it doesn't. No, it's that's the not name. Their, it's his it's shit. The, it's, it's a, like, oh, I'm Woody it's, Allen. It is. It's and I like, hope I'm we break it down in 30 days. I'm a fucking weirdo who gets to days. fucking marry yep. my stepdaughter and just, like, keep cruising. I uh, did a poll, and I did it on purpose. And I asked everyone who's watched the Allen versus Pharaoh documentary, and 100% of the women who took part in that poll, which was 87 of you, said zero. So please, if you do not have a sensitivity to this thing, and I do understand if you have a trigger warning, if you don't, check it out. Great documentary. We're going to talk about it again once you watch it. And you are going to get just as fascinated with oh, uh, I'm in it. This, like, this, the therapist. It was pretty interesting. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Hate Journals. Uh, you know you know what time it is, baby. Follow, subscribe. And tell a friend. Uh, make sure you visit our website, which is thehatejournals.com. And, of course, our Instagram, Hate Journals. And, of course, Twitter, Hate Journals. We love you guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.